Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Nobody knows that better than the kids. And watching all the kids this week, I was reminded several times, as you heard Chad read in our scripture reading this morning, that because of all this, Jesus actually lifts up kids as the model example of what it looks like to receive his kingdom. If you have your Bibles or your phone, your Bible app, turn to Luke 18. That's where we're going to be in our Bible reading today. I'm totally fine if you have your phone out in in worship or that kind of a church. If you're going to tweet, tweet about the sermon. If you're going to post something on Instagram, post about the sermon. That's great. But look up on your Bible app, Luke chapter 18, verse 15. To set the stage for you, Jesus has been teaching for a while, and normally when Jesus taught, it was to the adults. Well, we arrive on the scene, and this is a fairly interesting situation. There's a uh, a parallel story in Mark chapter 10, and we'll kind of bounce back and forth between the two, but we arrive on the scene, and it says, one day, some parents brought their little children to VBS, no, sorry, brought their little children to Jesus so that he could touch them and bless them. When the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him, okay? Stop there. The disciples get a really bad rap, right? We know that who the character and the heart of Jesus, but in those days, you have to understand, in a societal sense, kids seen and not heard. Not just that, but maybe not even seen, let alone be heard, let alone stand on the stage and get a, a, a clap, clapping for them, singing. Like, kids, be quiet, don't be seen, way down there on the rung of society. Jesus is a rabbi. He's way up here. So to bother a rabbi that is teaching with sticky, smelly, sometimes annoying children, this is scandalous. So the disciples are only doing what they've seen everybody else do in the way the rest of the world treats children, and that's shoo, be gone now. And I love the Mark account. I'm going to jump over to the Mark account for a second because I love the word, the way that it's described is it says, when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. That Greek word there is agonokteo. Everybody say agonokteo. It's right there. It's really fun to say agonokteo. It's, it's hard to translate to the, to the English language. It's a visceral response. Do you know when you get so angry or moved by something, you can feel it in the pit of your stomach? The holy, righteous anger of Jesus comes out a couple times when, Jesus are, when, when people are making a marketplace out of God's house and cheating people out of their money, which is really about oppressing the poor, that story's about. And another way that Jesus' holy, righteous anger comes out is when kids are not made a priority in the moment. A gonocteo, a deep, visceral response. And we pick it up again in verse 16. Back to Luke 18, verse 16. Jesus says this, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. That's not a preference. That's not an opinion. That's a command from the God of the universe. Don't stop them. I've said it once and I'll say it again. There are many Sundays around Hope Elam where a kid just goes berserk in the middle of the service. And I can see, because we've been there, and it wasn't too long ago that our kids were going berserk in the middle of service and having a meltdown. 
And a couple years ago, I talked to a lady and her kid, I'm so nervous and they get flustered and they gotta take the kid out and they're screaming and oh man, everybody heard. And I found her in the lobby afterwards. I said, I am so glad that you were here today. I love it when kids cry and freak out and have meltdowns in the service because it means they're here. I'm so glad that you're here. There is no amount of pressure, there's no amount of guilt, there's no amount of shame in that. Jesus says, let the kids come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. Verse 17, I tell you the truth, anyone that doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Wow. That's not like, think about kids once a year during VBS. This is the heart of your God calling out to you, don't miss it. Look at the kids. And if we're going to be a church that is passionately in love with Jesus and following him, kids are going to be made a priority at Hope Elam. They're going to be lifted up. They're going to be valued. They're going to be loved, not as a token little cute thing on the side, but as a model of what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God. Amen? That's what Jesus is saying. That's why we throw a massive Jesus party every year. That's why we do this every week at Hope Elam Kids. That's why we start planning for VBS in January, because it's worth it, because our kids deserve our very best. Some of you are stuck in your faith today. John, I I don't have any joy. That's for kids when you're naive to the brokenness and the darkness of our world. Who, Who told you that you have to give up joy once you grow up? Who told you that? (laughs) Certainly not God's word. Certainly not God's word, it didn't. Some of you are stuck in your faith and some of you want the joy and the passion back. Look around you, look to the kids, not as a little aside as, oh, that's really cute, but as a way of getting your heart back. What if the key to growing up was remembering to be young? What if the key to growing up was remembering to be young? Young. Notice Jesus said, like these children, not childish, childlike. And there's a big difference in what Jesus is talking about. Not childish, but childlike. In fact, as I was reflecting back on this week, there's three things that I want to highlight for you today that our kids can teach us about what it means to walk with Jesus. Number one is joy. Everybody say joy. joy. Pessimism is contagious, fear is contagious. And so is joy. What radiates from you? I'm not talking about happiness. I'm not talking about being an extrovert. And I'm not talking about shoving your really real feelings and emotions under the rug. I'm talking about a joy that is deeper than your circumstances. When people encounter you, would they say, oh, they're a Christian, but they're always pessimistic. Oh, they're a Christian, but they're always pointing out the flaws and everything. Oh, they're a Christian, but rarely do they find any kind of joy in the world around them. When is it ever going to be enough for you? When are you going to be able to find joy? If this, then this. What if that never comes? Joy is a person, and his name is Jesus. Number one, these kids had a ton of joy, and you saw that up here. Number two, passion. Everybody say passion. Passion. Their passion is contagious. Uh, (laughs) Every night, I just love watching the kids come in for vacation Bible school because normally what you see is one or two kids running ahead and then about 30 feet behind is the parent going, I'm coming, I promise, I come. One night, I think it was Wednesday night, uh, there was a little boy and I just was up here on the stage watching kids come in and he literally came in those back doors. He took an entire lap around the worship center holding the hand that which appeared to be a friend of his. He took an entire lap around the worship center, came all around the aisle, came all the way up here to find me, way up here and he said, Ray is 
I said, yeah, buddy. He goes, this is my friend. I invited a friend. And I say, that's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. That's so cool. And I'm just saying, I've never seen any of you do that. That would be awesome. Could somebody do that next week? Here's what I want to make clear. It's not about what he did. It's about what's in here. When did you lose your passion to invite a friend to the ranch? When did you say that's somebody else's job? At what point in your journey with Jesus did you veer so far off course that you think because you're here and you have a seat in that pew that somehow you've arrived? I love the passion of our kids because they remind us of what church is supposed to be about. It's not about my comfort zone and my preferences and my opinions. It's about the fact that I'm rejoicing, that he was rejoicing, just as we learned a few weeks ago, that when a friend came into God's house, it's that one lost sheep. And I don't know what's going on in that kid's life, and I don't know what's going on in his family's life, but he brought a friend, and he wanted the world to know about it. I love the passion in our kids that they can teach us about. Passion comes in a lot of different ways. Passion comes in dancing. And like I said, for some of you, you haven't danced that much since the 70s, and it showed, okay? <laughs> for you uh, as adults, just, just as a full disclaimer, we're not a perfect church. I still don't know the moves to the VBS song. That's why my wife's up here. She's much better uh, at that. But um, believe it or not, we found uh, some real, actual footage of adults um, getting in touch with their, with their inner child, believe it or not. And, and we found it, and they actually became little children. And if you're new, and we have a lot of new guests today, this is the kind of weird church where we laugh a lot in church. So just as you watch this next clip, it is a commercial that I found, but it is actually real-life footage of what happened this week of Vacation Bible School to adults getting in touch with their childlike faith. Take a look. Here you go. That was it. That was real live footage from this last week. VBS, sponsored by Evian Water now, I guess. No, that's, hopefully we don't get shut down online or anything like that. But um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the little tagline at the end. Live young. Live young. Some of you just caught yourself laughing in church and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. Oh, boy, we've got some work to do. John, in the middle of your sermon, why? Why that ridiculousness? Read your Bible again. Read your Bible again. David is bringing in the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, the very presence of God. King David in a loincloth. Scandalous. He gets called out on it. And David says, I will become even more undignified than this. I will become even more ridiculous than this. Because I'm in the presence of God. And I don't want to miss a single thing that God is doing. And if it means showing silly commercials and dancing and going nuts and getting sweaty with kids five nights in a row, I'm going to do it. I don't want to miss out on anything that God is doing. What if the key to growing up is remembering to be young, to live young? And I know what some of you are thinking right now. This is great, John. I love that one Sunday a year where you get all goofy and, you know, you don't wear a suit coat and you wear jeans and, no, I'm not wearing any socks today and it feels really good. Like, I, I, I get that, but here's the deal. I'm not an extrovert and I don't have that much energy 
And I can't go wild and crazy. And I hear what you're saying, John, is that in order to love Jesus, to show that you really, really love Jesus, you have to go wild and crazy and jump up and down for VBS songs. Anything but the truth. Way more than energy, Jesus is looking for passion. Jesus is looking for what's going on in here. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Let's read it together. This is speaking of King David, right? This is the story of David's life. Let's read it together. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. <laughs> Passion. VBS is not about everything that you see. It's about the heart behind it. It's about the heart behind it. Passion. The passion in our volunteers that never step foot on this stage. You are my heroes. Especially those of you that worked with our preschool kids. You are my heroes. Like there's just a lot of patience, right? It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Patience, right? You're my hero. You're incredible. Passion shines through sitting with a child that's a little homesick. Passion comes through sitting in the corner of the worship center as a couple of our prayer partners prayed for a child and their mom. But it's not just Vacation Bible School. It's those of you that wear those awesome blue shirts and serve hospitality every week. The, the, those are going to be on the food line for breakfast here in a little bit. Those that are prayer partners after the service. All the people that never get noticed. They don't need the credit for it. That's where the passion is. <laughs> you know what? The people that I think I appreciated the most this week are the people that came up to me and said, VBS is not my thing. I didn't grow up with that. It's not my thing. And yet, their sentiment the entire week, this is a mark, one of the marks of a healthy church. I want to be a part of how God is moving, whether it fits in my comfort zone or not. Me experiencing God and being a part of a move of God that we experienced this last week is way more important than whose idea it was. Way more important than who gets the credit and way more important whether that that's the style of church that I grew up with or not. I see kids and families getting connected to Jesus. Sign me up. It doesn't matter. One of our values as a church is that we worship God and not tradition. Amen? There's nothing wrong with tradition. And if tradition in a different way got the Jesus thing going, I'll robe up and we'll pump the pipe organ and sing out of a hymnal. If it gets the Jesus thing going, if it connects with people and it's what's best for mission, I gladly do that. I'll even wear socks. Whatever it takes. <laughs> tradition is not bad. Traditionalism is bad when we let our traditions get in the way of reaching more people for Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what it's about. That's the kind of church that we are. Passion for Jesus. Jesus says, you want your passion back? Look to the kids. Joy, passion, and last but not least, what our kids can teach us this week is openness. Everybody say openness. One of the things I love about kids, I think Jesus loves about kids, is they're like a sponge. They're like, they're, they just soak in everything. And every year I learn this, I have to be really careful what comes out of my mouth because they hang on every word. And I have to be careful with that. And so the end of every night we do this little spoof. We do this little activity called God's Love. And we'll just find a random spot up in the balcony or up in the ceiling that we pretend that God's love is so big. In fact, let's do it. Everybody get your arms out. God's love is so big that you have to catch it, right? And all the boys and girls get their arms out. And God's love is so big that when it comes that you catch it and it just goes, ah, everybody go, ah. And you hold it like you're holding some big thing. And God's love is so big, the first thing we got to do more than anything is we put it in our heart. So everybody put it in your heart, right? And then we share it with our friends. And we do that over and over again. We're always pointing up to the ceiling. We're always pointing up to the balcony. Well, this mom came up to me uh, one night. She said, I couldn't get my second grader 
can't remember the name, but I couldn't get my second grader to leave last night. Like, I'm sorry we hung around for so long. I said, that's okay. She said, she just insisted on going up to the balcony. It was like this seven-year-old girl. She just insisted on going up to the balcony, and she was looking all over in the balcony. And I, she said, I asked her, like, what, what are you doing? And she said, Mom, God's love is so big, and I got to go up to the balcony just to see if God actually lives up there. So you gotta be, you got to be careful uh, what you say. And uh, sponges, I'm not talking about being naive. I'm talking about being open. When's the last time God blew your mind? When's the last time you stood in awe of God? When's the, time you, when's the last time you just stepped back and said, God, I'm so thankful for everything that you've given me. I'm thankful that I get to wake up this morning and come here and be a part of this church. If we never stop and slow down and say, wow, you're going to miss it. And that's why Jesus lifts up kids. Because they haven't lost the wow factor yet. And some of you have, and Jesus wants to give you that back. Life has beaten it out of you. But joy and openness do not have to be elusive. When's the last time that you were open to learning something new? One of the things I loved about all the kids this week, none of them felt like they had arrived. If they felt like they had arrived, they wouldn't be here. But they come back every single time. There's this awesome passage in Matthew chapter 23. Jesus says this, those who exalt themselves will be humble. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Do you have anything to learn these days? Or have you kind of been there, done that, bought the t-shirt when it comes to Christianity? I've been to worship my whole life. I've been a Christian. I've done the Bible studies. I'm done. That's great. How's your heart? Jesus wonders this morning. Is it full of joy, like real, authentic joy? Humble yourself so that you may be exalted. I loved volunteers. I loved adults coming up to me this week saying, John, here's all the things that I learned at VBS. (laughs) That's not naivety. That's maturity. That's knowing that you haven't arrived. One told me, John, I love the kids. Don't tell anybody. I sign up for VBS every year because my soul needs this. It's not like I'm trying to escape from reality, but maybe for a little bit, I can remind myself of what life is really all about. My soul needed this. What if the key to growing up is remembering to be young? And once in a while, I hear people say, and maybe this is you, John, when are we going to get to the deep stuff? I mean, I want the deep truth. I want the deep Bible study. I just want to warn you of something, and I want to challenge you with something. Simple doesn't automatically mean shallow. Do you want to know what your kids did this week? They worship standing next to people that they've never met before. Black, brown, white, rich, poor, parents voting across the board, city, suburb, all the difference, and they just came in, they worship. They didn't care who was standing next to them or the color of their skin. It's church, it's a Jesus party, and I don't want to miss out. They worshiped with passion. I don't know if you've seen the prayer wall on a lot. They poured their hearts out to God in prayer. They started to bring in supplies for our teacher support drive. They, they get the mission. They invited their friends. Worshiping with passion, inviting their unchurched friends, praying their hearts out. All of that over and over. I hope my time's not up with that alarm, but... They're being the church. They're being the Acts 2 
church. And most importantly, they're believing their identity in him. We're going to see a video here in just a second. And you're going to hear me repeating some things. And we did this at the end of every night. And I had the kids put their hand on their heart. And they just repeated again and again, I am special. I am valuable. I am loved. I am forgiven. I am one of a kind. God made just one me. (laughs) I am awesome. And I'm looking around the worship center at 150 adults doing the same thing, and I'm just wondering myself, I wonder if they believe it. Because adults, some of us are trying to teach our kids something that we don't even believe about ourselves. That is maturity. That is why kids are sponges, why they're so open because they believe what God says about them to be true. They trust the voice of God. And here's the reality. As you and I get older, the voice of God never changes. The other voices just get louder. And we have to decide as we grow up, are we going to continue to have the childlike faith of putting my hand on my heart and saying, I am one of a kind. I am special. God has a plan and a purpose for my life. And no matter what has happened to me, I am not defined by my mistakes or my failures. I am defined by the God that made me. That's our call as adults. That's why we don't have a grown-up VBS. That was it. The last five days, that was it. Why does Jesus lift up kids? Because they trust his voice above all else. Joy, passion, and openness. That joy is available for you today in the person of Jesus Christ. Open up your heart and receive him today. Let it all the way in. Not my kids saying, and it was cute. No, I I was surprised by joy today that Jesus had for me. Now, that would be very easy. It would be very easy to say, that's it. Close up shop. Tear down the entire set. Just, Just pack it all up for another year, and then we'll revisit kids ministry next July. That would be fine, except that's not how Jesus did ministry. John chapter 1, verse 14, we read this, that the word became flesh. Let's read it together. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Translation, Jesus came and he stayed and he set up shop. There's no helicopter ministry here in a church that follows Jesus Christ. We don't swoop in and say, we love kids. See you next year. We do this every single week. There is no parachute or helicopter ministry here. This is what we do. And um, we're passionate about the next generation. And that's kids and that's students as well. I love the amount of our students that we're serving and leading this week. You have 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids leading students, leading kids. And that's why we do what we do. We do this in a variety of ways. You heard about the teacher uh, appreciation drive. You heard about the dinner that we're doing. If you are a teacher, an administrator, if you work in any form of education, please be like my buddy up here that brought his friend. Invite a friend that is a teacher that works at a school with you that you know to that dinner. And we're going to bless them and love on them. No strings attached. Simply because we love you. That's what the church should be known for. The church should be known for more than what we're for than what we're against. Amen? That's the kind of church that we want to be. So number one, we're doing that, and it's coming up in the next couple weeks. We're going to do a school supply drive later in August as well. All of you got a card on the way in today, because I don't want to leave it with just a bunch of talking and yakking at you. Every single one of you got one of those handouts today on your way in. If you didn't, there's ones at the door on the way out. If you got one, take that out right now. It says Hope Elam Youth and Family at the top, and there's a variety of options on there. One of those is Hope Elam Kids. We do this and all of this maybe not to this extent, every single week at Hope Elam Kids. 
and I will tell you this, and I'm not going to make any apologies for it. What makes faith stick is consistency and repetitiveness. Over and over and over again, kids need adults showing up in their life. Yes, they need stuff and they need school supplies, but more than that, they need you. They need adults showing up in their lives consistently saying, you matter. And that's what this is all about. There's a variety of things on there, including our mission partners, uh, a variety of ways you can get connected with Genesis Youth Foundation, Joshua Christian Academy, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, all of that. But Hope Elam Kids is every single week. And I, <laughs> I will tell you this. I was talking with a pastor or friend of mine from out of state, and he was having some similar problems. And he said, how do you guys do VBS? How do you get that many people to serve? And I, I don't know. It happens in July, but sometimes it's difficult the rest of the year. He says, I just, he said, I just was sitting so frustrated with my congregation. I would just stand up in front every Sunday and I would just beg for children's ministry volunteers. And I would beg for student ministry volunteers. He said, This used to be my speech. Please, just one Sunday a month, please. And then he said, Something rose up in me. I go, Agonocteo. Agonocteo rose up in you, my friend. And he said, something shifted in me. And I started to remember the priority that Jesus makes kids. And he said, I got up the next Sunday. And I said, minimum of two weekends a month. That's why we have multiple worship services, two on Sunday and one on Wednesday, so that serving never gets in the way of worshiping. He said, a minimum of two Sundays a month. If Jesus lifts up kids as the greatest example of what it means to live in the kingdom, they deserve our very, very best. And you don't have to serve in children's ministry. You get to serve in children's ministry and learn from the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and that is kids. You get to be with them and sit with them and learn from them. You get to. It is an, it is an honor and it is a privilege to serve our children. You get to. In fact, the first 100 volunteers to sign up today get a free t-shirt right there because it's, I'm, I don't even know if we had them, but we'll, we'll, we'll get you one. I didn't say that. My other pastor friend said that, and so I'm saying it to you now. There, there it was. Children's ministry, student ministry, there is an informational meeting this Wednesday to connect with Morgan, our student ministry leader, about all the incredible things. We are getting invited into Des Moines Public School, middle school, and high schools to do character classes. And we're going to show up. Because they're God's kids. And we can't do that alone. On, on the home front, I will tell you this. Um, I've never met a parent or a grandparent that doesn't want the best for their kids. Doesn't want to give them the world. If you want to give your kids or your grandkids or whatever children are in your life, whatever your relationship with them as a guardian, whatever it is. You want to give them the world, you want to give them the very best, give them Jesus. Give them Jesus. Amen? Give them a relationship with Jesus. We, uh, I'll end on this story. Right up here, again, this little girl came up to me end of a night, and she was going home with a friend. And she said, Ranch dude, every night you say, you've said, come on Sunday, come on Sunday, come on Sunday, because we're singing. And she said, I want to come on Sunday, but I'm seven and I can't drive a car yet. And I said, that's okay. She said, I can't drive, but my parents don't come to church. So I don't know if I can get here on Sunday or not, but I'll be doing, I'll be doing the songs and practicing at home, okay?
That's why what we do matters. Do we have the same passion to get Jesus to kids as kids have to get back here to experience the love of Jesus Christ? That's what it comes down to. And uh, even better than teaching them some good morals, you know, be good kids. Have some good morals and some good values. Give them a relationship with Jesus. Bring them to worship every single week. Slow down as a family and take a weekly Sabbath. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment from the God that made you, that knows you better than anybody, who is a better parent than any of us will ever be. Give your kids Jesus. Bring them to weekly worship. Surround them in Christian community. Give them a relationship with God. Be the foundation for their lives and and satisfy their souls. They can get good grades and they can make the all-star traveling team. My kid didn't. And we're okay somehow. Give them Jesus because that's the thing that's going to last forever. That's the thing that's going to satisfy their souls. And so you've got that card in front of you today. It's a get to, not a got to. We get to serve our children and students. And I pray and I just, I dare you. I challenge us as a church. Let's show up in droves for those kids. They don't even know what hit them. Oh, it's not just VBS once a year. This is who we are as a church. We show up. We show up. We show up. What if the key to growing up was remembering to be young? And so I could talk all day to you about it, or I could show you. Take a look at this quick recap video of the entire week, and as you do, say, God, fill me up with your joy. Fill me up with your passion. And open up my heart to you. Take a look. Learning about joy, that was fun, like, doing the songs and, like, learning about God, but singing the songs. That he's going to always forgive. Um, I like working with the kids. It's just a ton of fun. I've made some friends. I'm going to do it next year, 100%. No matter what we're going through, no matter where we are, what we've done, God will always find a way to help us and be, be with us. That you need to trust in God and God will never stop loving you. God will never leave us and he loves us all. Um, the story where um, Joshua was told them to walk around, um, told them to walk around, they, um, they screamed as hard as they can. Jesus loves them. Seeing all the joy on the little faces. Being a volunteer is one of my favorite things about BBS. I haven't grown up yet. And it's just, it's a, it's a great way to act like a kid again. God has reminded me what it's like to have the faith and the wonder of a child, learning everything for the first time. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, as big kids and as little kids, even as grown-up kids, what God says about us is the most important thing. And whether you're a little kid or a grown-up kid, there's lots of voices that we can listen to that are not true, that say you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. And even when you grow up and other people tell you that these things aren't true, don't let anybody tell you that God doesn't love you. So repeat after me. I am special. I am valuable. I am loved. I am forgiven. No matter where I go, or what I do, or how old I get, Jesus loves me. Boys and girls, don't ever forget those things. And I challenge you, 
to remind those grown-ups upstairs that they need to remember those things too because sometimes as grown-ups, we forget that. And we need to be reminded of those things too. And that's why it's so important that we come together in God's house so that we can encourage each other and remind each other of those things. Remember, kiss your brain, and while you're at it, kiss your heart so you don't forget what God says about you. We give God praise for an awesome week. Kiss your brain, more importantly, kiss your heart and never forget what God says about you. You are loved by the God of the universe. Hope Elam, we've got a mission. VBS is just the beginning. Let it be the catalyst for us being a church on mission. Let's not just talk about it, let's sing about it. Wherever you are, online or in the room, let's stand, let's worship, and let's sing of this mighty God that we have. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope.elam.org.